turn that up. It's been too long. I fucked up the intro. I formatted the card on my podcast rig. Hello, it's Kevin Bay. And I'm fucking things up once again. So it's, I, I just looked. It's been about a month since I tried to throw, throw together a podcast. I didn't even realize it was that long. Now, I know everybody says, all the podcasters say, consistency is the key. I find it extremely difficult to do this on a weekly basis. I don't know why. I think it's mostly because I said I don't know why, and then I'm going to give you a reason. That's ridiculous. But in any case, I think the biggest problem I have is that I end up talking to my wife or somebody else, and I blow my wad there. So then... I've already got it out of my head, so then I don't need to talk about it anywhere else. It's already out of my head. You know, uh, maybe what I need to do is do this earlier in the day. Um, So the thoughts are still there and they're not not out. Because once I express them someplace, I just have no need to express them anywhere else. That's why the blog exists. You know, kevinbay.com, by the way, K-E-V-I-N. B as in boy, AE.com. That, you know, my blog exists strictly for me to get crap out of my head. And I've been doing it for a long time. And I've blown up that blog so many times. I've had KevinBay.com since the 90s, the late 90s, I believe it is. I drink coffee while I do this, by the way. I'm not Scott Adams. This is not coffee with Kevin Bay. I just happen to drink coffee while I ramble on because my throat gets dry. And then I start, uh, my voice starts to crack up and it's like really severe vocal fry. So, yeah, I, I do, I find it extremely difficult to do this on a weekly basis. And, you know, with, um, I think strictly because. Um, you know, I, I need to be amped up to do this. I don't think I'm very good at trying to put something together and then do it later on. Like what I was doing for the first, I think it was 16, 17 episodes. I don't even remember what episode this one is. Uh, by the way, today is September 20th. So what I was doing for those first, I don't know, 15, 16 episodes is I would just basically recap my blog. And it was fine, I suppose. You know, I would just kind of read what I posted. Maybe I would add in extra extra shit every now and again um, because, you know, maybe some new thoughts would come by. I was also trying to do it on YouTube. So this is nowhere live right now. This is, I'm not doing any video at this mo- at this point. 
at, for this episode. I, I may do it again. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm really just trying to figure this out because I kind of enjoyed doing it once it's done. It's just the act of actually doing it is a problem. I don't know how podcasters who have done this for years... Uh, sorry, I'm touching this microphone like crazy today. I really don't know how they do this for years uh, on, a, on a regular basis. You see, I, you know, I retired from my job a couple of years ago. I was working for my family, and I left that gig, and so now I'm just kind of doing whatever I feel like. And maybe, maybe if I was still working every day on a normal, normal job, that I'm, I'm so busy doing that that then I don't have to, you know, I'm not talking to anybody really about politics or news or anything like that, and it would just kind of come out of me and... Um, you know, but I was, I was still blogging then. I don't know. This is such a, such a disjointed ramble. But I think what I'm going to try to do maybe is to discuss or talk about things. It's not really a discussion because it's one-sided, but maybe just talk about things that aren't on the blog and shit that just comes to mind. So, you know, that's why, you know, it almost sounded like I was, like I had Tourette's, but maybe that's why I need to do it earlier in the day before I start getting wrapped up in a whole bunch of stuff. You know, because what I do normally during the day is I'm, you know, I'm blogging throughout the day, just kind of catching up on news, I just I keep the Wall Street Journal open, I keep Twitter open, you know, and I, I follow certain people on Twitter so I can get some some news. And then you know I'm I'm monitoring and working my investments. To, you know that's where I get my income from, and I blog on I blog for that, and I also podcast for that. That one's easier to do because that one I can recap what happened during the week and go over what happened uh, in in my various portfolios. You know, but then I'm also doing other shit that I just feel like doing. Like this this year, this is our first full year in Georgia after moving from Chicago. And there was a lot of stuff to do in the house. So I was busy all the time putting up shelves, you know, kind of customizing this house to how we like to live. You know, I also built a couple of raised beds in the backyard so I could grow a garden. I had a big garden back in Chicago. All that stuff takes time. Plus, you know, doing little repairs and, and stuff to this house. Uh, things that the previous owner didn't do or should have done. You know, I'm busy doing stuff like that. Like... This house is on a hill. We're at the we're actually at the bottom of a hill in a cul-de-sac, but there's a steep drop off behind us, and it's another you know we're we're at the. I would say. Mid-level part of the hill, so when the rain comes, it all goes straight downhill and into a creek that's about sixty yards or so, from my fence line. 
So there's a there's a, a two story deck. It's not a, it's not a double deck, but there there's a deck that comes out from the kitchen, and then you go down some stairs, and it leads to a concrete patio with some doors that come out the basement. So underneath that deck, when it rains, it gets wet all underneath the deck. And water splashes up to the door, and you get, you know, there, there's a problem there where you, because it's so humid here in Georgia, it never dries out really. So much water ends up by the door that um, you get some rotting wood. So what I did was, one of the projects I did this summer is I um, sort of put a ceiling on that deck that diverts the water into a gutter and the gutter takes the water and takes it away. And I did a, I did a decent job, not a, not a great job, but a job, something that does what it's supposed to do. Not perfect, but it, it does largely what it's supposed to do. You know, so when I, when I go through my morning ritual and I'm coming up to my home office and what I do is I, I look at the news, see how it's affecting my portfolios. You know, maybe I'll blog some news stories on, uh, on my financial blog. Uh, that's called ChasingTheYield.com, by the way. And I might do that for a couple of hours, just perusing the news, doing some blogs. Maybe I'll blog some news stories as well on KevinBay.com. And then maybe 11 o'clock, depending, you know, it's a little bit different, but somewhere around 11 o'clock, you know, I might go refresh my coffee. I might, depending on what I'm doing for dinner, I might start prepping prepping stuff for dinner. I really got to position this microphone better. Um, you know, or do some of the various, you know, projects that I've got going, or maybe we go out and, and go somewhere. I don't know. But I find it, you know, if, if I don't, maybe if I, if I can't get this podcast done at some point in those first couple of hours, I lose total track of time. And by the time I get back here, it's like, uh, you know, it might be four or five o'clock in the afternoon. And then I just, I've got nothing left to say. Like right now it's 6 p.m., 6 p.m. Eastern time. And I was even now just struggling whether or not I should do this. But it's been over a month, and I do have some people that listen, nobody that has sent me any money yet, which, by the way, you can if you enjoyed any of the stuff I did before or you're like this random stream of consciousness, consciousness now. There are donate links on my website, and as well, you can um, send fractions of Bitcoin, send some Satoshis, my way by using a one of the new podcast apps that are value for value enabled. So this is a podcasting 2.0 compatible podcast. It's probably one of the least listened to podcasting 2.0 compatible podcasts out there today. That's my claim to fame. But if you if you listen with one of those apps, you can stream cryptocurrency to me in the form of Satoshis, and anything you send would be shocking.
So aside, aside from the stock market that was driving me insane today, um, looked like it was going to go down almost three percent, and it kind of clawed its its way back to maybe one and a half percent. We had the news about from the Wall Street Journal about Xi Jinping and his aim to rein in Chinese capitalism, as if there was Chinese capitalism to begin with. If anything, it was a very soft socialist version of capitalism, where anybody who was paying attention knew or should have known that you can't confidently do business with a communist nation. And, you know, since the Clinton administration, the Chinese have rapidly advanced their technology. They've grown rapidly wealthy, all at the expense of the American taxpayer. Now, mind you, we're not, you know, the, the Amer- or I should say the American public, not necessarily the taxpayer. Now, we've received goods for our money, but we've given a lot away. You know, we made China the manufacturing center of the world. They don't just manufacture bullshit either. It's not just t-shirts and shoes. You know, they're manufacturing high technology, high technology that we allowed them to manufacture that could have gone anywhere. Could have stayed here in the U.S. if the governments of the United States, you know, I'm talking about the states and the federal government, in particular states like California, Washington, Oregon, Illinois, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, you know, all up and down, you know, basically the coasts, the coasts and, uh, you know, Illinois. They would get their heads out of their ass and get rid of things like the minimum wage that just ruins American competitiveness. Now, of course, it sounds cold-hearted. Get rid of the minimum wage because everybody talks about the fucking minimum wage as if it's some quote-unquote living wage. And That has no definition. Living wage has no definition whatsoever. Your, your, you know, there are some people that could live comfortably on 10 grand a year, and there are others that have no clue how to squeeze that much out, out of their, out of their dollar. And not only that, but you have different standards of living in different states. It's it co- you know, I came from Illinois to move to Georgia. The cost of living in, in Illinois is enormous compared to here. You know, I left, I left a pretty decent income behind to come to Georgia. You know, I'm making probably about a third of what I was making um, at getting a regular paycheck from my family, working in the family business. I'm probably making about a third of what I was making before. And my expenses, you know, haven't dropped by two-thirds. It's not that cheap to live here, but it's a lot cheaper. I can I can easily get by 
on the amount of money that I'm making now. <clears throat> For example, the house that we purchased in um, north, the far northeastern suburbs of Atlanta, about 30 miles or so, it was a, uh, almost $200,000 less expensive than the house we sold in Illinois. The property taxes are one-third of what my property taxes were in Illinois. So we were able to move here, you know, buy a house, and do a whole bunch of renovations and still have a sizable chunk of cash left over. The house here is bigger. The lot size is bigger. But all the expenses are less. And that, that was my primary reason for moving, is I wanted to lower my fixed expenses, my fixed costs, because my wife likes to travel. So the whole concept was we would save a ton of money. We would be able to travel a couple times a year. You know, she likes to go to Europe. And, you know, just kind of bounce around a little bit. You know, we even are toying around with the idea of maybe in five years or so we sell off everything and just go, you know, live a year here, live a year there, and just kind of bounce around. Somehow, somehow, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at my computer right now. Somehow I went to my cost of living from talking about Xi Jinping and uh, reigning in the Chinese capitalists. I have no idea how I went from that to that to that, went from one to the other. How the train of thought goes from China to my property taxes. Anyway, back back to Xi Jinping. You know, we, we transferred a, an enormous amount of wealth, not just in money, but in technology and brain power, over to the Chinese. It's a huge mistake. They couldn't even launch a rocket. They couldn't get rockets off the ground until, uh, as I remember it, President Clinton allowed some vital technology to be sent over there, to be shared. Some microprocessors, you know, I mean, they were stealing stuff to begin with. But then when we started actually manufacturing things over there of high technology, you know, where supposedly we controlled the, the manufacturing process and all the intellectual property, I mean, you're teaching people how to fucking make things. So when you teach them how to make it, they're not going to need your fucking technology anymore because you gave it to them. It made zero sense that you're going to make that kind of a deal with a communist nation, a closed-off communist communist nation, where while they, you know, they, they have make-believe capitalism there, they can take and they can control any aspect of their economy and the things that, uh, that produce goods. They can take control of it at the drop of a hat. Look what happened to to Hong Kong. Hong Kong went from a free country, um, a UK colony, to now basically a prisoner of China. 
they, they're not free anymore. They're not free to say anything. They're not free to do anything. Whatever China says goes. And China is just fleecing them. And they, they've done that since they took over from the UK. But here's the bonus. And it's the way I see the world. Because I'm, you know, I'm 54. I'll be 55 this year. Officials, you know, to me, 55 is the official senior citizen uh, age because you can get into a 55 and up senior living uh, housing complex where I can I can be with all the other gray-haired people playing tennis. But and I'm old enough to remember the Soviet Union. And I remember what Venezuela used to be like. I've never been there, but I'm talking about just reading about it in the news. And it is well known throughout the history of the world that socialism and communism does not work. In fact, it kills people. It kills millions of people. And that's not what is being taught in the United States today. What is being taught here is that socialism is some kind of utopian equity farm where everybody's made equal, nobody starves. But that's bullshit. It's all bullshit. And maybe we'll be able to watch it. I don't know. You know, it took, it took what, 30 years for China to crawl out of its out of its economic hole. You know, everybody, they, their entire country was poverty-stricken. And through the economic trade with the United States, a great deal of their population has been able to crawl out. And, you know, we talk all the time about, at least in the news, about Chinese factories underpaying workers, overworking them where they're committing suicide and jumping off of buildings. But I'll tell you, there, there's no shortage of people wanting those jobs. That's why they've been able to be so successful. Minimum wage doesn't mean shit there. They pay people whatever whatever um, is the going rate. That part for them is capitalism. If they if they start clamping down on that, suddenly not so many people are going to be wanting to go over there and work. So, if Xi Jinping does a true socialist crackdown in that country and starts taking actual control of these companies you know, nationalizing them. Now, they haven't done it yet, but they're, they're tightening the reins. Now, you look at what happened here in the United States during COVID when the federal government declared eviction moratoriums, foreclosure moratoriums. They had to pump out trillions of dollars to keep everybody afloat in order to utilize that. I mean, that's socialism and communism there. They de, they de facto nationalized residential real estate. They didn't do it with commercial real estate. They only did it with residential real estate. And the entire, that, that entire part is on the verge or was on the verge of collapse because they weren't allowing homeowners who rent out rooms, they weren't allowing real estate companies to kick people out, but yet they still had to pay mortgages, they still had to pay property taxes. And then you had um, the 
foreclosure moratorium, but th- and that didn't apply to commercial properties. That didn't apply to people who are renting out their properties. That only applied to actual homeowners. And when a homeowner has a mortgage, they don't actually own their home. It's owned by the bank. So the banks, which have a horrible track record sometimes of, I mean, just look at the 2008 financial collapse. That was all caused by low-quality mortgages being traded by banks. But, you know, they were being bundled together and being sold off and traded. And then when people couldn't pay them, you know, and, and were defaulting, it was just a house of cards. So this is what the U.S. government is doing. If we would stop that, free everybody up, we wouldn't have to worry about China at all. You know, maybe we could do some more investments in some Southeast Asian countries that aren't communist. Maybe we could, you know, maybe help out South America. And I know South America has its own history and its own problem with socialism, communism, and and antagonism towards the United States. But I think our energies are best focused in our own hemisphere, in our side of the world, you know, where maybe we can make people more free down south, where they're more open to this, this style of government. And it's here. So I don't know. Those were my thoughts for today. Oh, by the way, I, I fucked this all up. I, um, I've got a podcast rig. It's called a Podtrack P4. And my SD card was full. So like an idiot, I went and formatted it. Instead of just going and getting rid of the recorded shows that I had on there. And so my intro music got wiped out. I got to redo it. So I had to open it up on my computer and play it through there. Instead. So that's why I got to set up now. That's why I'm stalling because I I can't just push a button now. I got to go fix that. Anyway, that's all I had for today. That's all I got. We'll see what happens the next time I record. And there's nothing. God damn it. You know why? Because I screwed this up. (laughs) So I've got it muted. So hold on. Let's try this again. Now that's all I've got.